how can you tell if when you're promoting yourself, you're being confident or being arrogant? For me, every time I promote myself, it's not just about me, right? Hmm. As an Asian woman, I have to show other Asian women it's okay to promote themselves, right? Promote their products hmm. and services because you never know whose life you're going to change, whose story will be inspired, right? What if you shared a product that helps somebody that could be like the next Oprah or the next Sandra Oh. How amazing is that? And then the amount of impact they're going to create. So for me, as someone who says you need to put yourself out there, speak up, I have to lead by example, because if not, guess who's the hypocrite? Me. So for me, it's more like it's not about me, right? This is more <laughs> than me. And I have to be that example. I have to lead with example. I have to show them, listen, it's okay to promote your book. It's okay to share your achievements. You're listening to The Big Asian Energy Show, where every week we interview Asian experts, move makers, and ceiling breakers to uncover their secrets to success so we can help you reach your greatest potential. I'm your host, John Wang. Let's dive in. I'm so excited to have Sheena Yapchan here with us today on Big Asian Energy. Sheena Yapchan is literally an expert, I would say, on Big Asian Energy. She herself is a keynote speaker. She's a coach. She's a podcaster, consultant. But more importantly, she has a podcast called The Tao of Self-Confidence that actually interviews, I think you said, 400 Asian leaders. Over, Was it? Oh, over 700. <laughs> over 700. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I way undershot that. Over seven. Okay. I don't even think I know 700 people. I don't think I've met 700 people. So yes. So she is definitely an expert at helping Asian leaders, especially Asian women, I would say boost your confidence to live their authentic selves and break through that bamboo ceiling. So first and foremost, thank you so much, Sheena, for joining us and welcome to the show. Hey, John, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm super honored, especially knowing you're also a Canadian like myself. You really need to re represent that worldwide. <laughs> so super excited to be here. <laughs> oh, Canada. Let's start with this. You've interviewed, you said seven more than 700 are they all Asian North Americans? Are they all Asian leaders? They're all Asian women from around the world, different backgrounds, oh different career fields, living mm -hmm. in different parts of the world, trying to make it as diverse so we're not seen as a monolith. We all are from China. We all don't have small eyes. We all have different skin tone. We all come from different countries different yeah. traditions, really highlighting that because growing up in Toronto, I never saw anybody that looked like me. Until, mm. So it was really hard for me to embrace my own culture and be okay in my own skin. For the longest mm -hmm. time, I wanted to have blonde hair, blue eyes, change my name to Heather, to sound more mm -hmm. Western. Mm. And it really wasn't until my 20s when I decided to dye my hair back from blonde to my original hair color where I realized this is me and I'm okay with that. Mm. And creating representation is very important for me because we still face a lot of issues, right? In the U.S. alone, they did a report that in 2021, Asian women only represented 2.7% in corporate and management roles. And then this year, McKinsey mentioned that it fell 80%. So I don't even know what that number is. They fell 80% from 2.7%. I don't know if it fell 80% from 27 They just said it fell 80%. Oh, which, my gosh. Which is really insane, right? We're still constantly seen by our negative stereotypes. Just last week, I was reading an article about a 64-year-old Asian woman who was mm -hmm. kidnapped, raped, and tortured 
by a 26-year-old man in Massachusetts, and his reason was because he got tired of swiping on dating apps. Just reading that article alone made me sick to my stomach thinking that there's people out there who are that evil and who would do that to an innocent woman. And the worst part Just was... Just hearing about it. He was tr actually trying to get another Asian woman, but she was able to flee and then targeted the older lady. So it's like mm. reading this is really hurtful considering this is still happening in 2022 because of the pandemic, being the scapegoat for COVID-19. And this mm -hmm. is why I'm always so passionate to keep speaking up for our community mm. because things like this shouldn't happen, not just for Asian women, but to, to any woman, right? This could be your mother, your grandmother, your aunt, your best friend that could be mm -hmm. targeted. Even when I was traveling to the States earlier this year, like I was getting paranoid. I was like, I'm going to Oakland. Oh my God. <laughs> Oakland has been a hotbed for Asian crimes. I know Oakland's in California, but just like other parts of California, like thinking mm. I could just be a target just by walking down the street because of all these things that's happening to our community. And then the worst part is nobody ever asks, is the people being targeted okay? What mental health issues are they going through? What PTSD mm -hmm. are they going through? It's always humanizing the predator. Oh, he's going through mental health issues. Oh, mm -hmm. this is, he's having a bad day. And it's mm -hmm. no, they deliberately did this, right? It was premeditated, they decided to do it, right? And then mm -hmm. there's no real consequences and that's why it keeps recurring, right? And the worst part is, People don't think racism happens in Canada. <laughs> we hear this so often. People are just completely, especially anti-Asian hate racism. It's not on the news, so I don't think it happens. I'm like, are you sure about that? Seriously, just because it's not in the news, it's not. Of course it's yeah. happening. I had an yeah. aunt who got spat on walking along downtown Toronto, oh, Vancouver. God. There's all kinds yeah. of stories, right? That's women just getting targeted for no reason. Women getting hit on the street. What is going on? And this is why yeah. it's so important for us to speak up and create platforms like this so that other people can feel comfortable and speak up for themselves. Because I understand mm. it's not easy if it was everyone mm. doing it. And if we want to create the change that we want and create the representation we want, we also have to start mm. with ourselves, even if it means mm. not having a clue where to start. <laughs> I don't love what is what we're just talking about in terms of what is happening. But you're right. These things have gotten actually worse. During the, the early 2020s, we heard about anti-Asian racism and anti-Asian hate. Speaking of being spat on, I've been spat on. I've had racial slurs called out to me. But what was always astounding to me was how few people acknowledged or even heard about it. A friend of mine who was who's Canadian and Korean was followed from our metro station, like what we call the SkyTrain station, followed three blocks by somebody who wouldn't stop pestering her. And it wasn't somebody who was homeless or anything like that. It was just somebody who was very angry and misguidedly decided to put it on her. And... This is something that we constantly are seeing reported, like stories are being heard, but yet Asian Americans and Asian Canadians are oftentimes taught to hold it back. Like we just deal with it. Especially when I share my story, I got dozens and dozens of people coming out and be like, this happened to me. And oftentimes I'll ask them is, did you report it? And they're like, report it? Why? What's the point? I just shrugged and I just moved on. Why does this happen, by the way? You asked, the question is, why? Where do we start? <laughs> so many things. Our upbringing is one of them. We're told mm -hmm. to never talk about our feelings or what we go through. And so we keep it to ourselves and holding this facade that everything's fine and perfect. We mm -hmm. always have to create this picture perfect moment. That's why social media can be toxic at times. We see these picture perfect families and you don't realize behind closed doors, the husband's beating on the wife or he's controlling the money or it could be vice versa, right? I don't know, but there's a lot of skeletons in the closet. Another mm -hmm. factor is the model minority myth, right? If you ever mm -hmm. read the origins of it, 
it's basically saying that Asian people have gone through so much crap, but never complain, and they're the model citizen. Mm-hmm. That could be the reason also why there's so much hate between other races because we're being compared as that model citizen compared to everybody else. That was in an article written by one white guy that <laughs> just set the tone for everybody, which is really unfortunate, right? Because if we speak up, then we get these backhanded compliments like, oh, I thought you're Asian. I thought you're quiet. Oh, oh, you, you speak up, right? Or mm-hmm. you get a high position in a company like, you're so lucky. You're the only Asian person who got this position. Is that something you guys hear a lot amongst all these Asian leaders you heard of? Is the idea that like they didn't get there by hard work? Mostly like they got lucky. <laughs> and it's mostly wow. on the women, right? Or right. even if they get that position, they're being gaslit, they're getting harassments, microaggressions. And mm. nobody ever talks about that because we're told we just need to hold it in. You just go to work, do as you're told, never make any noise. But it's because mm-hmm. we constantly don't say anything, we become an easy target. They'd be mm-hmm. like, I can just grab her and she won't say anything because she's Asian and all Asians are submissive. Mm-hmm. Languaging that really hurts us. Earlier this year, on the day that Roe versus Wade was overturned, I saw an article in the Austin Chronicle that really talked about how to land an Asian male order bride. And it was literally a step-by-step manual on how to buy an Asian male order bride. Oh, the news- it was a sponsored post telling you the top five countries to look for. So they had the Philippines, Vietnam, and some other ones. And then just the languaging, right? Like Vietnamese women love male leadership, right? Oh, God. Imagine walking into the room with your Asian girl. It's like Asian girl, seriously? It's degrading and disgusting. That gives you the creeps just listening to it. (laughs) It was so funny when I called it out and tagged other people in our community with higher influence about it. A lot of people like, it's a sponsored post, so it's okay. I'm like, no, it's not. As a media person or company, there's also Mm -hmm. ethics and standards you have to live by. And that's basically Mm -hmm. promoting human trafficking. Don't understand what women go through when not just Asian, but all women, when they Mm -hmm. go through becoming a male order bride. They're really, they're forced into prostitution. They get beaten up. They're treated as someone's property. There's just so Mm -hmm. many things that go behind closed doors that nobody ever knows. And I remember, Mm -hmm. I think five or six years back, NBC almost gave the greenlit on a show about a comedian story of how her father brought home a Filipino male order bride. And everyone was furious because it's like, why would you even share that? That is not right. You don't know what that woman went through. Mm. Glad they canceled it, but still, I don't. (laughs) It's what is the process? The fact that it got that close. What is the process for these media platforms to? give the green light on these things, especially articles too, right? There has to be like, Mm. it doesn't just go through one person. It goes to different people, right? Mm. There's many steps that goes through it before it gets published. Mm -hmm. And then when they say they're a very progressive, like media platform, and then you see that it like just goes against everything. Are you really progressive or you're just putting it because you got paid, right? They were doing that since September of last year, which was really unfortunate. Wow. Um, So that's why it's so important for us to speak up, because if we don't call those things out, they're going to think, it's okay, we can buy brides over a catalog, we can pick them up and marry Mm -hmm. them and do whatever we want with them. They're just going to follow what we tell them, right? The key here is to speak up, right? And I think this is something that hasn't always been taught universally, I think, in Asian cultures, the idea that we have a need and almost a responsibility to speak up, especially given the fact of what we're going through, what society's going through and where we're at. But speaking up is also hard. So the two questions I have essentially is one, especially given the fact that you being the Tao of confidence, how do we build that confidence? And the follow-up down there, the question would be, how do we get people to speak up in a way where they feel like they 
they can face the possibility of having somebody call them back, right? Of course, it's never easy to speak up, right? You mm -hmm. don't know what's going to happen. I totally understand that everyone has their own journey and they're in their own thing, right? So mm. whenever that time comes up, that's fine. But when it comes to confidence, it's really about building it step by step, really taking small, actionable steps to yield the results that you want, the big results. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to start lifting weights and you've never lifted a weight ever, you're not going to start with 40 pounds. You're going to start with two pounds, right? And then as you get stronger, you're going to move up to maybe four and then six mm. and then eight until you get to 40. That's how you yield the great, the big results by taking those small, actionable daily steps. Or let's say you want to write a book, right? If you want to write a hundred-page book, write one page a day, right? By the time the hundred days is over, you already have a book ready to publish. Um, so taking those small steps is important, and it's easier, right? It's oh, I finished my page today. I feel good. What else can I do? One thing that our culture never tells us to do is to seek help. You don't have to do this on your own. There's so many support systems out there. Mental health has been talked about more and more as the pandemic happened and everyone was feeling it. But being okay to ask for help is really important. That's what really helped my confidence, knowing that I don't have to do everything myself and it's not shameful or a sign of weakness. It's actually hmm. a sign of strength because we all have blind spots that we can't see, right? And sometimes mm -hmm. we need a second or third pair of eyes to see that blind spot so we can correct it and become our best selves. So hmm. this is why seeking help is so important, right? And seeking help hmm. would be like, reading up a book, listening to a podcast, connecting with your community or hiring a coach or joining a women's group, right? There's so many mm -hmm. ways to seek that support, but seeking help is probably the most important part. Like you don't mm -hmm. have to do it alone. That's the most important thing. And I think that's the problem why it's so hard for people to speak up because they feel like they're the only ones feeling this way. Nobody else is feeling this way. Like when I started my podcast, I was trying to find support systems that cater to Asian women's confidence, but there wasn't any. I couldn't mm -hmm. find any. And I thought maybe something's wrong with me because I'm the only one dealing with these issues. When in reality, everyone was dealing with it. Just we never talked about it. When you're talking to all these women on their journeys to building up their self-confidence and bossing up, so to speak, do you find that there's any major trends that have shown up and in how, where they first start? What are the biggest struggles that they come into? I think it's just seeing their own worth, right? Learning to take mm -hmm. care of themselves. Those were the biggest things, right? Once they realized their worth, like something inside them just gave them the courage to just go out there and do it. Because sometimes we just hit like a boiling point, right? And once it's too much, you're like, something's got to change, right? Then we figure out how do we make that happen. But self-care and self-love was also very important, right? Because that's another thing we're not taught in our culture. We're told to please everybody else and not yourself. <laughs> Right. And because of <laughs> yep. that, we go through so many issues, feeling mm -hmm. not good enough, feeling like we always have to seek approval from people or wait for permission to get things done or can't make a decision or afraid to move forward in your journey because we're constantly taking care of everyone else, making sure everyone's OK. And we're also afraid of what other people might think of us. Now, do you think that parenting plays a role with this culture? For sure. When you're taught one way of living that's passed down mm -hmm. from generation to generation to generation, Definitely. And we can't fault our parents if that's all they knew at the time. But now yeah. that we're learning that there's other ways of living, there's other ways to make a living, there's other ways to live your life, that's when we have the chance to break the cycle. But mm -hmm. back then, that wasn't a thing. If you look through history, it's men was always favored over women, right? Mm. Men can have multiple wives, can even have concubines, right? Mm. Because their main reason was 
to produce more sons to carry the food. Mm. That doesn't happen or probably does. It's not as often as before. I'm not saying it couldn't happen. Mm-hmm. It's still, it's not only Asians that go through that, but many parts mm-hmm. of the world still practice polygamy. But yeah. if we were never aware of that, it could still continue till today. But because we're sure. aware of it, I don't need to be someone's third, fourth or fifth wife, right? Mm-hmm. I just want one partner and he should want me as my only partner. And then like I- even something as simple as that should be the basis, right? Yeah. Relationships. And so we talked about this. So oftentimes when we first started off, some of the biggest struggles are internal. It's a feeling of self-worth, right? It's a feeling of that I also deserve this and looking at the inner work of self-love and the practices. What are some practices they can put into action that helps them get through it? For me, I say three things to myself when I'm feeling like down or having self-doubt. And so I say, I am enough, I am worthy, and I'm loved. And then I keep Mm -hmm. saying that until I feel good. And yes, when you say it for the first time, it's going to be super weird because you're doing something out of your comfort zone. It's totally brand new. So when you're trying to like recite it in front of the mirror, you're going to feel stupid. That's just normal. Mm -hmm. That's okay. But the more you keep doing it, the better you'll feel. You just keep training your brain, right? Because our brain is a hard drive. If we put in Uh good stuff, we're going to have positive thoughts, things like that. But if Uh if you're feeding it with constant toxicity, it's going to be like a virus and then it's not going to work well. So we have to learn what we put in is important. It's just like eating healthy. Eating healthy Mm -hmm. food will give us more energy and help us produce better, right? Mm -hmm. We feel good. We can look nice in clothes, things like that. So your brain is the same thing. So that's why surrounding yourself with good people is important, right? Because if Mm -hmm. you surround yourselves with bad people, then, you know, that's when everything starts to fall down. You have the same mindset. And I know it's not Mm -hmm. easy when you have family that's negative, right? Um, that's mm. when you start really working on yourself and learn to just let it go. Uh, I'm assuming you don't mean to let go of your family. Not, no, no, I'm not saying let them go and disown them. <laughs> but it's, if your aunts are giving you some backhanded comment, you just let mm. it go and move forward. Just don't let it bother you. Don't take it personally. And it, right. that takes a lot of work because I get it. Mm. I come from a huge family. My, my grandmother has 12 siblings. There's wow. a wedding. There's 300 members. That's just all me. <laughs> Of course, especially living in Canada. Every time we go home, there's always a comment for everything, right? I would always have to fight them. What is wrong with you? Not realizing, you know what? They don't know any better. They mean Mm -hmm. well. And whatever they say, just laugh it off or ignore it and just be respectful and be nice. That might not be the right answer. I don't know. But sometimes we got to do things that make sense. So just learning to let go of those little things that trigger us. (laughs) That makes sense. When you've been talking to these Asian women of color leaders, what are the biggest struggles that they run into, let's say, with their workplace? You previously mentioned some of these things of like when they are actually in a position of leadership, they're not really recognized for it, or they get these kind of backhanded compliments that diminish them throughout, very either consciously or unconsciously. There's so many things, like even just your name. How many hmm. Asian people had to change their Chinese name or the Korean name or Japanese name into an English name? so that people can just say their name properly. I think Mm. there was a stat that 30% of Asians don't get promoted because of their original name, right? Wow. So so even something as small as that can make a huge difference, right? And I think Mm -hmm. everyone should take the time to learn people's names and not just brush it off and say, you should make an English name. It's like, why? I don't tell other people to make an English name, so why should I? I think what's a, a pro and a con is that as Asians, we look young. (laughs) <laughs> right Asian, Asian don't, don't raisin. raisin Asian don't raisin so sometimes when you're in a higher position and you look like you're 12 mm. years old people won't take you seriously mm. I've interviewed women who said 
I had to lie about my age just to be taken seriously. Wow. So what's the solution to that? Just to lie? I can't I be right. I know. I guess at that time it worked for her wow. because she didn't know any better. I honestly sure. don't know. I guess like it's a situation. Those are some of the things that, that people have mentioned mm -hmm. or being able to negotiate, being able to ask. One thing that I'm prominent about is being able to ask for things, right? Don't be afraid hmm. to ask because you never know who might say yes. Hmm. If you get yeah. no, that's fine. But it's little things like these, like we never negotiate. We never tell people what we're worth. We always discount hmm. ourselves, right? And then we get taken advantage of. So when I used to work a job, I remember I was getting a salary review and then my boss was like, okay, your salary is going to go from 50 to 54,000. And then so I asked my boss, can you add like one more thousand? Because the number four in Chinese is... A bad omen when you say it, it means death and he laughed at me because he thought it was ridiculous uh -huh. but he gave it to me Why not? <laughs> it's a thousand dollars more just by simply asking it's not like i'm just like can i have a thousand dollars but i have a reason to it i have a tradition and we want to make mm -hmm. sure we have good omen abundance mm -hmm. things like that so even though it's only a thousand dollars that's a thousand dollars more just by asking <laughs> that's good advice so speak up ask more often don't be afraid to ask of all these women that you've interviewed, are there any stories that have stood out for you in terms of something that's been memorable? Oh my God, there's so many stories. It's <laughs> I, I hate when I was like, what's your favorite? I'm like, I don't know if there's a favorite. <laughs> it's like picking a favorite kid. There's some that does stand out. Like I interviewed a hmm. woman who's a Christmas song artist. And since she hmm. was seven, all she wanted to do was sing and write Christmas songs. And then she didn't think that she could make a full-time career out of it. And then she did. And in order to represent, be represented as a Christmas song artist, she had to open her own record label and sign herself as a Christmas song artist. Because let's face mm. it, Christmas only happens in the last quarter of the year. Mm. What about the rest of the months? What are you going to do? Are you mm. going to feed yourself? Are you going to put food on the table? But she made it happen, right? And then her songs were on billboards and top charts things like that she also got signed mm -hmm. in other countries like the philippines because the philippines celebrates at least four to six months out of the year but <laughs> it's just if you want something to happen you're gonna find a way to do it and as women as we're very resourceful we just have to learn to figure it out along the way it doesn't have to be perfect you don't have to worry about the nitty-gritty details just go ahead mm -hmm. and start one example that i have i was just checking out like i have a pre-order link for my upcoming book right? It's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Indigo. Uh, and then I was checking on Amazon and the book was already ranking. It's ranking on Amazon. Oh, know, wow. Which is mm -hmm. amazing. It, I just checked it like before we talked and it was already like top 50 in Asian American studies. And the book's not coming out till May, <laughs> next oh May. <laughs> and if you go to the Amazon page, there's no endorsements, there's no reviews, there's no yeah. cover. It's literally <laughs> the title, the uh -huh. price, and the uh -huh. description. I've learned how to market books and there's different stages to put marketing mm -hmm. books. And once I had a pre-order link, I was like, okay, let's get it done. Just put it out there. Share it on your social media. Share it to your list. Share it to mm -hmm. people who are interested. Mm -hmm. Because of that, people will buy, right? Mm -hmm. But as if that was me five years ago, I'd be like, oh, the cover's not there yet. Oh, it's not perfect. Oh, I'm too scared mm -hmm. to do that. Oh, everything's wrong about it. I was just mm -hmm. like, I'm going to put it out there. And hopefully people buy early, preserve a copy of the book. And they did because it's ranking. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And it just goes to show it doesn't have to be perfect. Just go out there right. and share it, be resourceful, and mm -hmm. be surprised at the results. I interviewed a woman who was born with no arms, so she does everything with her feet. She's oh the first armless pilot. <laughs> what? 
She's the first, so she she can fly a plane with her feet. She. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way that you just just drove right over that. So she's an airline pilot. She flies commercial. Well, she's not, she's not, oh. I think she just flies her own plane, but she's just oh able my gosh. to fly a plane with she, her feet. She, oh yeah. my gosh! Okay. And she's also a motivational speaker and things like that. Oh, I'd imagine. She shared about what really how she was able to come up as her authentic self right it was really mm. just walking into the bus without her prosthetic arms and she felt mm. so much herself than ever and i think that was a great story to share because sometimes we define ourselves by our limiting beliefs mm. and because of that we don't take action and then inaction causes low self-confidence but here's a girl who does everything with her feet drives a car drives a plane cooks whatever does black belt karate and she made it happen, right? She didn't let her limiting beliefs or limiting situations stop her from living her best life. And mm -hmm. so I like sharing that because I just want people to realize you have what it takes. It's just really having the courage and confidence to make it happen. It's not easy. There'll be mistakes. You'll fumble. You'll fail forward. Mm -hmm. But it's all worth it in the end. That's another one. There's tons. <laughs> I interviewed a woman who was born with no legs. Oh, wow. And she talks about how she wanted to skate, learn how to skateboard. And you're probably like, she has no legs. How is she going to skateboard? How do you skateboard? And I was like, why do you want to skateboard? She's because she wanted to. That's it. That was her only reason. Yeah. She wanted to. And then she just found right. a way to do it. Doing right. like cartwheels on the skateboard and things like that. Mm. It's about being resourceful, right? And if you want something, you're going to find a way to make it happen. So about discovering what it is that you genuinely want, giving yourself permission to oh, yeah. allow yourself to want that. And I think even that permission piece is such an important thing, especially, if, oh. if, I don't know if your background, but my background is, oh. I was allowed four jobs and I didn't take any of those jobs. <laughs> I was I mean, doctor, lawyer, engineer, and I think accountant. Those are the four paths I was allowed. And <laughs> I tried to do the accounting route and I was like, I don't think I could spend the this next is... 10 years trying to get a CPA. I was just oh, like, God. it's just not happening. <laughs> especially as Asian women, we're always waiting for someone to save us, especially when you've mm -hmm. been told all your life to go to school, get a job, get married, never rock the boat, have kids. Anything outside of that is shameful. So if we go out there and start doing our own thing and we promote ourselves, we're like, how could you do that? That's so shameful. Don't be so mm -hmm. tacky. And the movies in Hollywood doesn't help because you watch movies like Cinderella where Prince Charming has to save you. Mm -hmm. and that gets into our head. We think we need Prince Charming to save us from our downfall or whatever we're going through when really the mm -hmm. only person who can save us is ourselves. So mm. we're waiting for someone to save us, not realizing we could do ourselves. And once we realize that, we can start taking action, moving forward, doing the things that we want to do, turning our dreams into reality, things like that. I remember reading an article that you wrote, actually, talking about this, where one of the core things you say is embrace rejection. And giving ourselves that permission to keep saying yes through rejection You've experienced this. You certainly talked to a lot of people who have experienced countless rejections. But how do you keep coming back up? And I think that's such a big question. I eat my feelings a lot. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and I think that's I, okay to I, say. I the best honest answer. I think. <laughs> Especially in the beginning when it's. You look fantastic. I don't know how you can <laughs> eat your feelings and look the way you do. But I eat my feelings sometimes. Let's just face it. It's okay to feel your feelings, right? Uh, yeah. Being a human being is about. But really, it's just seeing things at a different perspective. Sometimes no can be a blessing. Sometimes no mm -hmm. is just not right now. And when you're able to see things that way, you feel a lot better. And then I remember a couple of weeks ago on LinkedIn, I shared a post about I applied to be a speaker at SXSW and got rejected. The good thing that came out of it was that I took action and decided to go for it, which I probably wouldn't have done five years ago. I got a result. 
which was no, and now I can move forward, right? Yeah. And when you see things, all those things in a different perspective, then rejection is great because everyone who's successful has gotten rejected. Everyone, right? Mm. Sometimes a hundred times, a thousand times, ten thousand times. Mm -hmm. That's how you react to it that makes that matters the most, right? If you're gonna mm -hmm. get to you, then you're gonna be in this downward spiral and it's gonna suck. But mm. if you go through enough and you're like, I'd rather have a no than eh, I don't know. Eh. Mm. <laughs> at least they're direct they're honest and i'm actually a lot happier yeah. if i get a no versus like an i don't know or let me get back to you and then they ghost you no one likes that i would never want to do that to someone i believe that whatever energy you put in you get it back so being able to say no politely to whatever that means right and i share that on social media to show others i go through rejection that's still a milestone that i'll share yeah. might not be winning an award or making forbes 30 under 30 or whatever it may be but it's still part of this whole entrepreneurial journey because let's face it, sometimes we get jaded by the photos we see on Instagram, the perfect curated photos. I'm not saying all of them are lying, but mm -hmm. they paint this picture and you don't even know what happens behind closed doors. <laughs> yes, you can work anytime you want, but you could be working 24 hours all day, every day. You have to pay yourself, right? You, there's no steady mm -hmm. paycheck. You have to go through rejection, your fears, everything that you're scared of comes up and you're like too scared to make the first move, right? There's days where you feel so defeated that you're like, what am I doing with my life? So all these things, and I think if we're more honest about that, people would mm -hmm. appreciate it and realize it's not easy. It could mm -hmm. be challenging. We're going to go through mm -hmm. stuff. We're going to go through roadblocks, challenges, and we should be okay with that because that's also part of building your strength, your courage, and your confidence. And one of the things you talk about in those three things, strength, courage, and confidence, I get a sense that you're a very good self-promoter, which is, even as I say that, I have to be careful when saying this because I feel like we have a negative context, but it's actually an amazing thing because oh. it's something that's such a powerful skill. If we think about all the top CEOs that I can name, Bill yeah. Gates, Steve Jobs, these days, somewhat questionably in terms of his current news reports, but Elon Musk, these oh, yeah. are people who have never been questioned for self-promotion. They're amazingly active at it. They're constantly self-promoting. Yeah. They're constantly patting themselves on the back. But as an Asian American, I've always felt a little bit like that's a bad word. But like you're talking about the way you promote your book. They're talking about the way you promote yourself in terms of going to these events. How did you come to learn the art, so to speak, of self-promotion? To be honest, <laughs> I don't even like promoting myself. If I didn't have mm. to, I wouldn't do it. I would just mm. be like watching K-dramas all day. <laughs> What's the best K-drama? I love Goblin. Oh, Taxi Driver. I have not heard it. Okay, yeah. tell me more. It's about this guy who works at a taxi company, but they really, that's their front, but they're in disguise. They're helping people get revenge on the people who have done wrong to them. So like a gang rapes, bullying, killings, things oh, like that. Man. It's really good. It's a little that's heavy, awesome. but it's really good. <laughs> I get this question all the time. How can you tell if when you're promoting yourself, you're being confident or being arrogant. Yeah. And it's for me, every time I promote myself, it's not just about me, right? Mm -hmm. As an Asian woman, I have to show other Asian women it's okay to promote themselves, right? Promote their products mm -hmm. and services because you never know whose life you're going to change, whose story will be inspired, right? Mm -hmm. What if you shared a product that helps somebody that could be like the next Oprah or the next Sandra Oh? How amazing is that? And then the amount of impact they're going to create. So for me, as someone who says you need to put yourself out there, speak up, I have to lead by example, because if not, mm. guess who's a hypocrite? Me. Mm. So for me, it's more like it's not about me, right? This is more <laughs> than me.
and I have mm-hmm. to be that example. I have to lead with example. I have to show them, listen, it's okay to promote your book. It's okay to share your achievements. It's okay to share your life, right? It's mm-hmm. okay to say, I have a course right now that I want to share, that I want to sell. I have a mm-hmm. book that I want people to pre-order. Mm-hmm. I have an opportunity for you to invest in whatever that is, right? We mm-hmm. have to be okay with that. And yes, we're going to have haters because we can't please everybody and we have to be okay with that. That's Of course, that's going to happen, right? But if we learn to focus on why we're doing it, then, you know, we should be good. Of course, there's always going to be that one person, one keyboard warrior is going to be like, you're so arrogant or you're so this or you're so that. Yeah. I'll get that. I've mm. been called racist for empowering my own community. And it's like, what? What? Really? <laughs> Who and why? And what's keyboard their warrior, logic? Keyboard warriors are like, <laughs> you're making the problem worse by empowering your own. It's okay. This problem wouldn't have even happened if white supremacy didn't like right, happen yeah. if white supremacy didn't exist so right and that that <laughs> is something that i do see these days from the keyboard warriors i remember when i first started talking about big asian energy and my mission is to help asian people speak up for themselves and the first time i talked about this on i think it was on my tiktok <laughs> so i'm on tiktok a lot very actively and somebody sent me a message and was like isn't this a bit racist And I actually was curious. So I got into a conversation with the person and I got the sense that they were actually coming from an intellectual point of view. And I was like, can you explain? And she's like, can you imagine if I started a brand called Big White Energy? I had to take a moment (laughs) and address that. And I was like, okay, really, I I can imagine that. As a matter of fact, that lots and lots of organizations with much bigger communities than the Asian American communities subscribe to that belief. And some of them are not subtle about it. And some of them are not, not vocal about it. But let's take for a moment, I'm going to take the question at core value. And I think that the core idea is that asking our people to stand up isn't telling everyone else to sit down. We're not telling everyone else to quiet down and make room so we could be superior then. We're saying right now, there is a bamboo ceiling, right? There is this, we're talking about this idea that if you take a look at actual statistics, there are so many Asian Americans who populate I would say like the employee levels, but so few breakthrough to the executive levels that we're still as a group, people are always shocked to hear the statistics, but we're still as a group, Asian Americans have one of the lowest home ownerships in America because there's such a big diverse wealth gap. And when people think Asians, they often think, oh, they think of privileged the Asians, right? They think about, oh, you're driving around in Mercedes, buying up all the housing when it's no, there is so many of us with such a diverse background. And we are speaking for all of us collectively to champion ourselves and empower ourselves. And that's not an attack on you just because we're being told to stand up. They don't understand, too, because I don't think they've ever dealt with that type of racism in their life. So they never had to Hmm. say, I'm a white person going through this attack because of my race. Right. So it's different. Right. When we say things like Asian women who boss up or big Asian energy, because for so long, we've been invisible. For so long, we've been mm-hmm. seen by the model minority myth. So we have to create these things to get the message across. And then eventually, we can just start saying women or be more in a yeah. general co- context. Yeah. In order to do that, we have to showcase our community that we can do this. There is representation and it is mm-hmm. possible. It's important to see someone that looks like you beyond what you're told to do. Go travel the road less traveled or whatever, right? (laughs) (laughs) You have a book coming out in May, The Tao of Confidence. Is that right? The Tao of Confidence. It's about awakening. It's about unlocking the traumas and 
awakening the leader within. And so it's really about learning to unlock the things that is stopping us from our grief. Because growing mm-hmm. up, we all have some form of trauma that we just let it slide, not even think about it, and not realizing mm-hmm. that trauma is actually hurting us. Because there's mm-hmm. no point in giving you a manual on like how to be a leader if your mindset isn't right. You're not mm-hmm. going to show up as your best self. This trauma is still going to trigger you. Mm-hmm. And instead of triggering you, we can find ways to heal it, learn to love ourselves regardless of our challenges so that we can move forward and be our best selves, right? Like mm-hmm. for me, when I lived in the Philippines, I failed kindergarten for coloring outside the lines. I had to redo kindergarten in another school. Oh, no, all really? I couldn't, I couldn't color one photo within the line. Right? What? And oh, my gosh. That actually stayed with me up till my late 30s because I kept thinking I was a failure at everything. And it stemmed mm-hmm. from my childhood trauma of thinking failure equals bad. And failure always equals mm-hmm. bad in Asian culture, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. You get a B and they're like, why didn't you get an A? <laughs> That's the first question. You got 92%. What happened to the other eight? (laughs) Why didn't you get 100? 100? Why didn't you get 110? It's just never Uh enough, right? And so Mm -hmm. for me, like, that was really important to see failure as something good versus something bad. And for Mm -hmm. me, failure is just feedback. It's a result. We know Mm -hmm. what the result is. We know what works, what doesn't work, and we can move forward. Wow, I love that. That's so failure. It's just feedback. It's just people. We're just learning of the process, learning about what it is that, okay, now there's a different strategy. So you talked a lot to Asian women who are in positions of leadership, who are inspiring change. Do you feel like there is a direction and positive change that is happening right now in the past few years as you're observing it? Oh, for sure. It's not a fast change, but it is a change towards the right direction. Think about the first vice president of the United States. Right, huge. There's another lady, her name is Mary Ng. And she broke the ceiling for all women by being a general manager in a major sports team. She's a general manager for the Miami Marlins. Wow. And she has an amazing track record. I'm not a baseball fan, but all the baseball fans said she has an amazing track record. And if she was a dude, she would have been a general manager a long time ago. But because Hmm. she's an Asian woman, she really had to break those barriers. She got rejected by five other teams before she got accepted to the Miami Marlins. Hmm. She's the first woman ever to be a general manager in any major sports team. So that's huge. Mm, That is huge knowing that an Asian woman just trailblazed that for all women, right? Right. So of course, yes, we are going in the right direction. Sometimes it may feel like we're going one step forward, two steps back. That's Mm. okay because for so long, nobody ever paid attention to us, right? Nobody thought Mm -hmm. we would speak up or Mm. talk about what we feel. So there's going to be pushback, right? And maybe Mm -hmm. we think, oh, that's a setback. Really, it's a setback that's setting you up for a comeback, right? When you hear like an Asian hate crime, it's how's a 64-year-old Asian woman being raped and tortured by a 26-year-old guy, right? Why are people in the Asian community in New York lining up for eight hours just to get mace because Mm. of the attacks? But now they see this is a big problem and it's being seen in media. It's being talked about everywhere. So now we're we're bringing awareness and it's just Mm. how do we keep moving forward? How do we keep speaking up? How do we find mm-hmm. ways to help each other out, whether it's donate money to funds that combat anti-Asian health or speak up, collaborate with other communities. That's really important. And then hmm. also, we're also part of the problem when our upbringing tells us not to say anything mm. that adds fuel, right? As, as bad as it sounds, like not everyone in the Asian community will support you. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of politics that goes behind closed doors. And I think people mm-hmm. aren't aware of that. 
it's a wake up call to realize, okay, this is what this is real life, right? Times you may see someone online who you think maybe a champion for a community is doing great things, and then you meet mm -hmm. them offline, and they could be the biggest douchebag ever. <laughs> <laughs> and that's real. I'm just being honest, yeah. right? And you have yeah. to be okay. Okay, that's his internet persona, and his real life persona is not doesn't match. And it's just right. a wake up call. It's just things to. It's, I'm not trying to be negative or anything. It's just these are things that. These are realities. We talked about, right? And mm -hmm. Instead of doing that, why don't we just work together and help each other mm -hmm. out? Of course, we're human. Sometimes we don't feel like talking or not feel not in the mood. In the end, we want to treat everyone with kindness. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to help people, every person now as much as we can to our capacity. Mm -hmm. But being able to be mean and think you're too cool for others, that's just not nice. <laughs> Raise up other people around you. And that's a really important one is that making sure that when you like walk through the door, hold it open for the next person behind you. Someone comes up to you and John, oh my God, I love your podcast. Right? <laughs> I've had people come up to me and they're like, oh, I see you on social media. I'm like, you do? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I, I don't know. Final question, because you have gone through this journey yourself and you have led so many other people through it. If you were to go back, let's say five to seven years ago, or even if it's just at the start of your career, knowing what you know now and facing the big bad world the way it is as an Asian American woman, what advice would you have given younger Sheena? Just start. <laughs> Just start. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's okay to make yeah. mistakes. You'll figure it out mm. along the way. Because mm. most people you see online, especially like the big influencers, right? Mm. Half the time, they don't know what they're doing. They just say they're going to do it and find a way to make it happen. Right. Yeah. And as women, we just tend to over prepare and then something still holds us back because we don't feel like we're good enough. But when you just make things happen, that's when things start to appear. Opportunities are created mm. to collaborate with so many people. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, like a lot, <laughs> right? Sending wrong emails, saying wrong name. Yeah. grammar mistakes. Oh, no. But the process, right? And we can just laugh yeah. about it, right? You're like, oh, mm. whatever. Just brush it off and move again and move forward. Right? Absolutely. Being able to start and know that it won't be perfect and you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with making mistakes. You have to be okay with rejection, failing forward. Those things are also part of your journey to build your confidence. Mm, like, amazing. I remember a, another lady I interviewed, she quit her job to run her business and she failed mm. she filed for bankruptcy three times wow three times but every time she got bankrupt she said that it was a lot faster for her to pick herself back up because she went through the whole process of being bankrupt <laughs> so it wasn't like it was hard she's been like, there done that been there done that this is nothing she picked herself back up move forward again wow Inspirational words. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Sheena. This is absolutely incredible. Guys, if you have not yet checked out her work, Sheena's podcast is an award-winning podcast with literally hundreds of women who have gone through all these various journeys of coming to build incredible things and careers. And of course, check out her book that is upcoming, coming out next year in May and actually go to Amazon and check it out now and get a pre-order copy just to that, just in case, just so you can make sure you can get it on day one. Thank you so much once again for coming on the show, Sheena. As Asian Americans, we are as strong as our collective community. So if there's something that you found valuable in this episode, share it with a friend and tag us on social media. And if you like the show, leave us a review and send us a screenshot and you might win some big Asian energy merch, which we give out every month. So you can go out there and own your big Asian energy. <laughs>